Welcome to the club, man. Here is failure to communicate. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. This is the worst day of my life. The worst day of your life so far is looking at you, kid. There's no crying in baseball! I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. To infinity and beyond! Welcome to episode 30 of the Heritage Film Club. This week, I made the guys watch the 2018 coming-of-age film, 8th Grade. Roll the trailer. Who's rolling the trailer? Mike's not here. <laughs> hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So, the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard, and it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure. But being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever, but I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's like so cool. What? I said one more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, huh? Okay, so growing up can be a little bit scary and weird. We will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours. It's gonna be lit. As always, make sure to share and subscribe to my channel, Gucci. I think you're so cool. Maybe you just need to put yourself out there a little. I'm gonna stop eating saying, with you hey, if you I'm keep doing one, You said I could say one thing. I'm really like nervous all the time. I try really hard not to feel that way. But you just need to face your fears and let people know they're really you. Just grab my phone, how to charge it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I charge it too. But my, my phone, I... Just because things are happening right now doesn't mean they're always gonna happen. Who was in there? Just sort of my hopes and dreams. Right. I was a complete mess when I was your age. Really? Eighth grade is the worst. You never know what's next. And that's what makes things exciting and scary and fun. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth, Fifth grade? grade? Oh, what? Yo, see? 13-year-old Kayla enjoys the awkwardness and anxiety of teenage life as she makes her way through the last week of middle school. She tries to gain social acceptance from her peers as her disastrous eighth grade year finally comes to an end. Welcome again to the Heritage Film Club. I'm Jared. Unfortunately, we've had to cancel uh, Mike for some of his uh, past comments. So if um, any applications for a new host, um, just send them to our Twitter. Or maybe he's just sick or something, I'm not sure. 
But I'm also joined, as always, by Brian. Hello. And Clayton. Hi, how you doing? Moral of the story, everybody's view counts, not just Mike's. <laughs> just FYI for our new hosts coming on board. Exactly. So, um, like I said, this week we watched 8th Grade which is written and directed by comedian Bo Burnham in his directorial debut. Features the breakout role of Elsie Fisher as Kayla, um, and the role earned her a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. And other than than that, it's a basically unknown cast. Has a runtime of 94 minutes, budget of just $2 million, and a box office of $14.3 million. So I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Um, do you think this was a critics movie or an audience movie? Ooh. Both. Even. Yeah, I reckon pretty even. I, maybe it's maybe actually, maybe hedge towards the critics, maybe. Mm, you're right with the critics, but there's actually quite a big gap. Okay, the really? critics had a massive 99%. Wow. And audience were at 82. So still, still wow. a high score, but um, yeah. bit of a gap there. For sure. Wow. So, yeah, so, that, that, Maybe the highest critic score that we've we've had on one of ours? It might be. I'm not sure if we've had anything crack the hundred yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, like I said last last week that um I think you guys would would mostly watch high school movies set more in the eighties and nineties, John Hughes type movies. So I thought I would I'd get your guys' reaction to a movie of high school set today. I, I especially wanted to hear from um from Mike and Clayton. You've got kids of your own. Um, and just wanted to know what you, your guys' reactions were to what kids go through these days. Um, so Mike's not here, but he did give uh, his thoughts on the movie. Um, so he spent a while after it ended trying to decide if it was a good movie or not, and he finally decided it was it was good, but not a must-watch. Uh, he thinks it would probably speak to girls like Kayla in real life, which I agree with. Um, and one thing that the movie made really clear to him that he is not at all looking forward to his kids becoming teenagers, especially <laughs> the girls. Um, and he he thought Elsie Fisher as Kayla was super super believable. He liked her, her videos that they became more confident as the movie went on. He's got a few other things which we might bring up later. Um, so after that, Brian, what are your thoughts? Well, I my first thought is that this was a great pick. Because I think this is this is the kind of thing I, I I love us doing in the film club. Because I found this movie a really really difficult watch. It was really challenging to me to watch this. Um, it took me a long time to to get comfortable watching it. Um, I'm I'm not a parent, uh, mm-hmm. but I sure as hell remember being 13. Yeah. Um, not fondly either. That like the environment is different now, but it was it was really interesting from from that point of view to look back. And think of some of the parallels and look at how it's absolutely not a John Hughes type movie. The, the cliches that it doesn't have. Um, Definitely not. Yeah, there were some things in here which, so they were really uncomfortable to, to watch, I think. Um, largely because powerful I wasn't, I scenes, eh? Massively powerful scenes. A lot of it because I really, really wasn't sure where it, how it was going to spin. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, I guess we'll come back to is that. Pretty the sure we, we all know that scene, which I think we'll, we'll talk about later. Yeah, I genuinely was was frightened in that particular scene, which we'll come back to. Yeah, and it was challenging watch, but um, really, really glad I watched it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the movie is really awkward 
that can be like one word I can use to describe it. It's really mm-hmm. awkward, mm-hmm. but I think that's realistic because it's yeah. quite like an awkward year mm-hmm. in your life. You're like just becoming a teenager For just sure. before you get into high school. People are weird. You don't know what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like sort of one way that the movie portrays that really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm, there, there are some elements in there of just school life. Mm. Um, in the United States, we are clearly not in the States. And so there are some things I'm, I'm looking at going, I, I was trying to wrap my brain around, how does this work? Um, mm-hmm. So some really interesting talking points, I thought. Yeah. yeah. And you're quite right. Awkward's a really good word. Yeah. And Clayton. I didn't find it awkward, but I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Um, wow. So... The girl in this movie, age groups 12, 13, that's a transition from, say, intermediate to high school or, or junior high to high over there. Mm-hmm. Um, my child is a couple of years older than that in high school. And to give you some sort of indication on how powerful this movie was, I finished this movie at midnight. I grabbed my phone, I texted her, and I was like, hey, I want to call you tomorrow. Um, just watch this movie and hey, if there's anything you want to talk about, just understand that lines of communication, non-judgmental are there for any parent or anybody in the family. Wow. It was very moving, this movie. It was great mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you got that out of it. Like, I, I feel that it's, even maybe if people can't relate because they went to school like a few years before this, then if they've got children, it's something that can affect them because they can see what their children would be going through at a mm. time like this. And like for myself, I like I've gone through this with with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And as much as you can trust them and give them their own branch to lean on in relation to say social media or just just new friends and new interests overall, the trust is there, but there's a little, you know, tinkling that you still want to protect them. Um and like another powerful scene was, you know, when uh, the girl was at the food court with the new friends and the dad's just standing in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I could see myself doing that. You don't want to do that and you don't want to admit that, but you sort of want to do that because you're like, hmm, who is my child actually associating with? <laughs> and I guess, yeah, it's for him, it's hard because like he, she obviously hasn't had too many friends growing up. So this yeah. is probably like a, a big thing for her going out. So he's going to be worried. He's a new people. He's wanting to be there just to make sure she's all right. And it's, yeah, yeah I think it's interesting. Yeah. No, and it's the, what? Oh, sorry. I was going to say it's the all right factor. It's not the, I'm going to be nosy factor. It's the, Okay, I've still got that parental instinct to protect and and so forth. And this movie just touches on all of that. This movie was awesome, right? Yeah. I, think was- I, I, th- I thought it was really interesting that we don't find out until the very end that essentially he's been her only parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for pretty yeah. much all of her life. And I think it was so really interesting to find that out after the fact because then you sort of wind it backwards and go, well, yeah, I, I get a lot more of that overprotectiveness again. Not a parent myself. Because he, he's it for her all of that time, you know, and and no wonder he's he's just being over um, not overprotective, but he's but he's really careful. And I will admit there were moments in there where I'm not necessarily hovering around the food court, but various things that he does and ways that he does things. I'm going, 
God, I hope I wasn't that kind of uncle. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jared, I'm really not asking for an answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, God, just, Jared, you, put the you, you, yeah, you, you really start reviewing things. You're looking back and going, "Oh man, please, I hope not." Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, lots to identify with. I thought. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting as well with the whole her, him, him being the single dad because I don't know if it's like an unwritten rule of movies or TV shows where there's a single parent. If it's a single mother, usually it's the dad who's left. If it's a single dad, it's usually the mum's died. But yeah, in the movie, they yeah. don't they don't follow that at all. With the mum left, left, which you don't see in movies. Yeah, sort of it, sort of breaks that it, chain. It, it breaks that kind of what traditional or the trope or whatever. I guess yeah. Did you enjoy the scene at like at the end? I know I'm skipping forward, um, but you know when you found out that that the mum left, but that whole scene there where she was like, "Hey, you know, do you like me as your child? Because when I'm older, I look back at a child like me. I don't think that they're going to be very happy with me." I was like, "Holy crap!" Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, and that's yeah. That was another one. I wasn't really sure which way that was going to go mm-hmm. either. You know, you get that sort of contrast where he has he's talking to her and telling her how much he how much he thinks of her and how much he loves her and he respects her. Mm-hmm. And you balance that with the scene at the beginning where they're well, closer to the beginning where they're having dinner and she's on the phone. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. it's just it's my Friday. I can do what I want. Yeah, <laughs> sort of cringing my way through the whole thing. This poor guy started trying so hard. Yeah, and and then figuring where she's coming from at the same time and it's just put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Um, nice little contrast, I thought, between the two of those scenes. And I, I love how, how this movie end, how it ends without yeah. falling into cliche again as well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I also, I mean, also, there's like, with, with that, that scene at the dinner table, like such like a, a big theme throughout the movie is obviously, the, obviously social media where mm-hmm. she's at school, she's the, the most quiet, which is a terrible award to give a child. Yeah. Um, That's terrible, eh? Yeah. Oh man, you could just feel the secondhand embarrassment like going mm-hmm. through her body as she got that. And at school, she might not have that many friends or talk to people, but you get home, you get on social media. She's commenting on things. It's, I guess, it's a real thing where you feel more confident online and you can talk to people. But she obviously struggles a lot talking face to face. Yeah. Oh, from a body language point of view, she. So go again, go Clinton. Oh no, I was going to say, especially like where you see her, she gets up, does all her makeup, does her hair, goes back to bed, pretends to wake up, takes a selfie, and then posts it going, I just woke up like this. And it's like, okay, yeah. you got the confidence through social media, but you haven't got that confidence in real life. Yeah, it's it's that, that you know, call it, <clears throat> excuse me, don't want to call it two personalities or anything like that, but you get the the idea where even through her body language and the way that, that she she acts, and when she's walking along, she's kind of stooped over a lot. Um, there's a lot of that happening. And then you find that when she's doing her videos, she just looks like she's brimming confidence. Yes. And she, gets, and she gets closer to that in real life at the end, and you see these moments mm-hmm. where she actually she starts to to move more towards that in, in her real life. Mm-hmm. You know, for lack of a better phrase, and I thought the as much of her acting was around around the body language and how she sort of holds herself a lot of the time, and then that diving back into the social media, you know, lights are off, she's in bed, on the computer, or on the phone, and, and face lit by 
the light from the device, and it's just these almost two different versions of her, in a way. Mm. Yeah, she's in a video. She's definitely trying to portray herself as maybe what she tries to be, but hasn't yeah. quite got there yet. Yeah. Hey, when Jared. we post the video about that at the end, then it, it's it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Hey, Jared. Yeah. Is this based on a true story? Like, do you know? Um, no. So this, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the comedian Bo Burnham before, quite a, a young guy. He, he grew up sort of making a lot of YouTube videos. He was big, famous on Vine and that sort okay. of thing. Yep. Um, he has said he, he made the character a girl because he didn't want to draw those parallels to himself and have people think the movie's just about him, him. growing up oh, okay. Okay. like a YouTuber. Yeah. And he also said he, he watched vlogs of these teenagers and the girls would be talking about themselves and their souls with it. Whereas the boys just talked about video games. Oh, wow. So that, that, yeah. So that's sort of his, um, I guess his inspiration for the movie. So a bit of real life. Cause he's only, the, I think. Yeah. Also real life from he, other people. He's about 30 years old, I think. Yeah. Damn. I think he, okay. he understands it quite well because he, he wrote and directed this as his first film. Oh, wow. Okay. To, for him to write, uh, write a, a movie about a teenage girl and understand that so well, it was, yeah. takes a lot of skill, I think. Bold subject. Hell of a way to start. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pulled it off completely. Um, Did you guys like the scenes at the schools where it, I think it portrayed it quite realistically, like all the weird kids just doing like weird things in class the teachers trying to trying to relate like the principal walking in and, and dabbing. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh cringe. <laughs> yes. Like, that, so, so much cringing. The <laughs> sex education uh, oh, classroom it, that they're doing. It's gonna be lit. Oh. And then the, the kid doing whatever the hell under the shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> He was masturbating, right? No, I'm not. Really, it's no, I'm not. <laughs> because when that scene comes up, and you see it pans to the right, and you see him, and then it pans back, and then you hear the girl go, "Oh, you're masturbating." You're like, "Fuck!" He was. <laughs> 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 They're all watching the screen. I'll be fine. I know. <laughs> oh, it's just like, oh my gosh. And then, oh, like man. you said, Brian, we here in New Zealand, we're definitely not the USA. Um, the active shooter drills was yeah, like a bit unbelievable. Like you would never think of having to do something like that in a school here, but it's no. just like a normal thing. Would that be and a normal thing, a thing in the states? I think it is. I think they they actually train for that sort of thing. Like Damn. we would do a fire drill. It's it's ridiculous, and, really. And, and they did the thing, the hide under the desk. Mm-hmm. Which you just crawl along the floor and go and find the the guy that you like for reasons yeah. unknown. The dreamy um, eyes. The, 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 oh, wow. Those slow motion like <laughs> <laughs> musical bits where he's Jeez. walking. Oh, eep. Uh, and then they're doing the, the bit out in the hallway where the guy's coming down and pretending to shoot people. Mm-hmm. And that whole, you know, what do you do here if you what do you do if you hear the sound? You you run away. And I, I, I yeah, I was just kind of boggling at that. We would like to thank the drama class. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and um, that that the scene after the school this sh- uh, school shooter drill where she goes under the desk leads to probably the funniest scene of the entire movie, 
where she gets the banana in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And her dad walks in. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I could not stop laughing at that. Uh, it makes a pretty valiant attempt to watch the, the, the online video. Yeah. Because you, you can Google anything. Yeah. Um, and then she makes an attempt to watch it and fails. It's yeah. good on her. And then, yeah. No, I like bananas. I made a note on my phone. I'm sure you said you hated bananas. Oh, that was perfect. Oh, I put oh, it so in my fun. app. <laughs> <laughs> and then she stands there and tries to eat it. <laughs> she has to I love the fact also that he's keeping a list of things that his daughter tells him that she likes or dislikes, just so that he can keep on top of it. Oh, it's a real it's thing, though. It's, 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 it's a, a thing. real thing as a parent, man. What, really? Yeah, like when you've got multiple, well, I've got multiple children, kids mm-hmm. like multiple different things, and it's like, okay, I can get a couple of these because one child will eat it, and I need okay. more of these because both children will eat it. I just keep it on my phone, so when I go shopping, I know. Wow. <laughs> It's good to take notes. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's like in case there's a test or something. Well, there's always a test, right? <laughs> um, wow. There was also the scene earlier where um, she's looking on Instagram at the the, the dreamy, dreamy boy's Instagram yeah. and putting a hand up to kiss it and the dad walks in. Oh, no. And it throws the phone. Flings the phone. Doesn't look suspicious at all. No. It's okay. not like she's watching porn or anything. She's just pretending to kiss it. <laughs> and the phone goes flying. Yeah. Oh. It's, um, it was actually quite a, a funny funny thing about that scene is, is Apple were going to provide all of the laptops and phones for the movie but they read the script and saw um this scene and they weren't happy that the iphone shattered just from throwing it across the room okay so they didn't give anything they didn't give anything and all of the laptops were just um like the production crew's personal computers okay no way for real yeah they were they were that uptight about the phones being being smashed Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys like the whole pool party scene that um, Kayla was obviously invited to because um, the, the girl's mum had a thing for her dad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think they made that quite obvious. And, and it's that parent thing where, invite invite her, invite him. She seems nice. And then mm-hmm. all your, your parents tell you, and I love the, even the message that she gets. My mum my mom said, I, I had to invite you. Yeah. This is me doing that. Yeah. And wow. And I don't want you to me away. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then there's the, the whole, you can see the mum looking real disappointed when, when the dad's not there dropping her off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the, 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 the whole that, social awkwardness to too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that scene where, where she comes in, the, the mum lets her in, and she heads off to the bathroom to go and put mm-hmm. her swimsuit on, and has a full on. She's having an anxiety attack, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was so well done. Mm-hmm. That was that was really really well portrayed. They could they could have gone really over the top with that. Mm-hmm. You know, anxiety is never fun, obviously. No. Um, and yeah, I thought that was really really well done. And then it switches to the bit where she just comes out, so it's not dragged out. It's just but it's really clear how much it it costs her. Mm-hmm. To do that, yeah. and to, and to get through the door, mm. and then the door won't open. Yeah. You know, it's just one one more thing. One, one, and then she stress. meets the most awesome character in the world. That guy, yes, um, 
my MVP and also um, Mike's MVP is Gabe. Uh, Do you want to have a breath holding competition? Let's go. <laughs> is it just because of the Rick and Morty sauce? No, and no, come on. Oh, oh, he's so <laughs> he's, great. He's, um, he's pretty cool with me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't move too much. You that whole, all your extra oxygen. Yeah. Oh, that that whole like little date they have at the end of the movie. It's so good because she's found someone who I guess you can relate to. He's just as nervous as her. Yeah. Um, you can see he comes up with the, the great first date question of, do you believe in God? Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you start small and you build, right? Yeah. And he's got the certificate there, eh? Oh, did oh, yeah. I leave that oh, here? So cheesy. I oh, just oh, got oh, this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, left, I must have left that out. Best archery yeah. shooter at summer camp or whatever it was. That's right. <laughs> Brilliant. So romantic he is. Um, he is. All, all the brilliant. chicken nuggets, which have been sitting out, so he will heat them in the microwave if they're a bit cold. And it's all the sauce. Every single yeah. sauce. It all but pushes the chair in, let's be honest. I think the only thing yeah. he missed was push the chair in. <laughs> then the, the, the great conversation Sorry. about how good their conversation is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might be too weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a great way to end it. Like, oh, I remember being 13. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And then was, a, a, apparently a lot of that, like the Rick and Morty stuff was, was improvised. They had sort of had this conversation about it before. And when they came to the scene, Bo Burnham said, do, do the Rick and Morty stuff again. And I think it worked really well because it's like, it, it opens up that awkwardness because they've got something they can relate to. They can both talk about, they both like. Yeah. And it's something it's a 13 a year old from her. could actually relate to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And it, yeah. It can be hard as well, um, like trying to write to make it actually relevant to what teenagers would like. Like there's there's the line early in the movie where she's getting invited to the party and the mum says, oh, just, um, yeah, she'll send you a message on Facebook. And the daughter says, we don't use Facebook. And that was actually a real thing that in the original script, Bo Burnham had everyone, um, all of the kids talking to each other on Facebook and uh, Kayla her actress actually said that nobody uses Facebook at all. Oh, so okay. that that's how they got to the decision to make it just Snapchat and Instagram. Oh, look at that. You know, <laughs> I don't know anybody who uses Facebook. Ah, so I guess, yeah, that's, I guess maybe at Bo's age where he's, I think he's 30. That's probably what was used sort of when he was at that age was Facebook. So he didn't really have that idea that no one does anymore. Yeah. You can ask when you've got 13 year olds, you can ask or whatever, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose mm-hmm. it's because it all changes so quickly, I guess. Yeah, it's probably but- possibly almost risky, but by the time the movie came out, if anybody was still using Snapchat, right. Mm. Instagram, you'd, you'd yeah. be crossing his fingers. I reckon because I say it, it morphs so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it definitely felt a lot again, not my generation, but, but, felt a lot more real if you look back on something like a John Hughes movie mm. all those old ones from the 80s and all that kind of thing even watching those they're, they're entertaining even at the time but I don't think I know anybody definitely not me who thought oh that's my life on screen mm-hmm. you know that's that's not that's yeah yeah like it's, Mike said earlier that he thinks someone around that age would would be able to relate to this really well yeah I, I would figure so yeah it's, it's funny what, what you were saying before Clayton about you know you're calling your your daughter messaging your daughter and, and one of the first things I thought after I'd finished watching it was I was thinking of a friend of mine her, her stepdaughter is coming up to that age and pretty much the first thing I thought was I need to tell her to watch this movie 
Yeah. Um, you know, it, and, and then, then decide if it's appropriate for her to watch it with her stepdaughter. I'm thinking this, this, this must be helpful. It, it is, especially like from a parent's point of view, it is. Um, this, like me reaching out to my daughter <clears throat> with this, I've only done it twice after media. This and the book, 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Um, yeah. it, where 13 Reasons Why, it's, it's a different topic altogether, but still it's about yeah. just basically people not communicating and mm-hmm. teenagers you know, just and same with this movie, teenagers just having all this emotion trapped inside them, but they don't have any outlet yeah. to be able to express themselves, especially like I'm going to pull up that powerful scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that she's in the car, the guy is like, hey, take your shirt off. And she's like, no. Okay, cool. Didn't give in to peer pressure. But then she has to keep on driving with the guy who's like, oh, I did it for you because, you know, you're going to go to high school next year, you need experience, mm-hmm. and all that shit piled on her. Yeah. And then when she gets home and she just runs to the room, yeah. and the dad's there trying to console her, but she's mm-hmm. just pushing away because she's just got this outpour of emotion. Mm-hmm. It's just like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, wow, that whole series of scene from when they have the truth and dare competition to where the father's trying to console yeah. her. Yeah. Holy shit. That is like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we've got our Halloween episode next week, but that scene was just terrifying. Like, it's, yeah, it's man. frightening. I mean, he's such a douchebag like mike had in his comments that he thought that scene was just going to go in a completely different way and this yeah. dude was just a complete douche and i agree it's like he's i mean he's what probably three or four years older and at that age that's a lot and just like the way that he sort of pushes it on her then tries to make her feel guilty it's horrible and like yes yeah you can see she was in such like a great mood and everything after mm. meeting this girl from the high school going out with them to the mall and that just ruins everything. She like, she stops making her videos and how something like that can affect you so deeply. And the thing is like, from a parent's perspective, it's like, okay, you're distilling in your children to do the right thing, not given to peer pressure, make your own choices. You know, what's right, you know, what's right, what's not right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you live your life and we trust you and all that kind of cool jazz, but just to be able to say no, but then continually still have him barrel on. It's just like, what's your options? Do you get out the car and walk home or do you just Mm -hmm. keep on going? You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. Yeah. What do you what do you do at that age? What what, what's so sad about that is she says, Oh, can you please not tell I'm forgetting the other girl's name? But she thinks that it's her fault and that she's like, Oh, she thinks shit that it's gonna be embarrassing if if the older girl finds out when in reality she would go crazy at this at her friend for doing something like that because she knows that what he's done is really bad. Yeah, completely. So just one thing I was thinking that I'm wondering, and they don't say, and it's, it's probably good that they don't say, is that because she makes this friend, you know, she she has she she prays and she wants her, her great day, and she makes this friend and, and gets everything out of that day that she wanted, you know, to the to buddying at school and all of that kind of thing. And I was wondering in the back of my mind, does does she contact her friend again, or is that broken? You know, so mm. it's one more hit that mm. is she thinking in her own mind, I, I can't talk to her now. Because of this, because I think it's my fault. 
That's um, messed up. Yeah, yeah, completely. I spent that entire scene either frightened, genuinely frightened for her and which way what was going to happen, mm-hmm. and angry as hell. Mm-hmm. And just then you get really angry, and then as you say he's he's then driving her home, and mm-hmm. he's trying to justify it. It's got even angrier. Yeah. And then it hits that that fantastic scene as you say, Clayton, where she she goes home and her dad's, um, you know, trying to console her. And I love the way that that was shot and put together. No dialogue from them, no sound at all. It's yeah. that type, all that voiceover. Mm-hmm. I really, really loved how that was done. You just yeah. see their actions, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and him finally being able to reach her, and she and she her flinching, and it was just yeah, powerful as hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that the whole movie was acted really well. I mean, Elsie. Um, as as Caleb was was great. I mean, it's the first time I don't think she had been in a, a major picture like this. I think she'd done some voice voice actor work in Despicable Me, oh, but okay. for something big like yeah. this, um, she was great. And yeah, oh, she, was like, this her oh, first like movie? I think like first big film. I'm, I'm, nothing else of note that wow. she was in before. Okay. and That's got her a, a nomination um, at the Golden Globes. Seriously impressive. And it, did she win? Good. She didn't win. She just got wow. the nomination, and um, to have a cast of basically unknowns. I, I I don't know if you guys would have known anybody in this movie. I didn't. Not a one. No. The but father. I think, no one at all. No. Oh, yeah. No. I I didn't even know who if I had seen him in anything. Oh, okay. But I think it was it was so well acted. Yeah. Not that I can I can think of none of the names stood out to me at all. No. Yeah. So it's a great effort for like basically unknown cast and a first time movie director and. And writer, yeah. I um, what about what you guys thought of of her character? I think I had how to how to put this. So one of the reasons that it took me so long to to get into the movie and kind of find the rhythm was um, I mean, because thirteen's a long way away from me, you know, and just some <laughs> of the things I'm going. Please just please stop saying like, um, and just how she sort of reacted to her dad a lot of the time, and I was wrapping my brain around just where is she coming from. It took me a long a long while to to figure that out. Again, not a thirteen year old girl. I thought she was fantastic in that because I guess that's the kind of reaction that that Bo Burnham would have been looking for. I'm assuming, and I found it easier to to start to understand where Kayla was coming from or connect a little bit, if that's the right word. There'd be moments where you would just find find myself really impressed by her, or really proud. There's the scene where she's still waiting for her dad to come and get her after the pool party, and they're in with the the singing game, you know, the sing star type thing. And she takes the microphone mm. and stands up and sings. And I'm going, it's a brave as hell. Yeah. In in that environment, make the worst just, situation best yeah, out of the she, worst situation there yeah she's just been telling her dad no it's I'm the last one here it's all over and she's clearly uncomfortable and then she makes that decision to go in and you know she's not even just looking at the screen she's looking around the room there's these little moments of 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 being bold i loved that i thought from a from a character point of view it was, it was really they were just the really important bits yeah i think that that scene also it's got like a voiceover of her doing one of her videos talking yeah. about being brave Mm-hmm. And I think that worked. That yeah. worked perfectly. Connects really nicely. Yeah. So otherwise, it could it could easily fall into cliche. It's just oh, it's just the the teenager character, mm-hmm. which is way more rounded than that, mm-hmm. and way more interesting overall or, for that. Also, I'll throw in the um, conversation she has at the end with the two, or oh, with the 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 girl's pool, the girl whose pool oh. party it was, yes. and her friend, this. and they're the, not the whole, even the whole, paying attention. They're too no. They're on their phones. Yeah. 
but she's still standing there saying her bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Head off to you because oh, I fuck them. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Fuck those teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole scene was great because there was the whole fake out as well with mm-hmm. her looking like she's going to go after the boy. Yeah. And she just not turns on, gives them, gives them a piece of her mind, which is great. Yeah. She's she not trying to impress stop. them anymore. And she's going to stop. And then she keeps going. And even though she's, she's still looking down because it, again, it's still difficult for her, but yep. she gives him an absolute serve. And you can tell when she's walking back, it's made no impact on them whatsoever. But no. for her, total win. Yep. Yeah. She's walking and you can tell she's like, you know how you're saying she was slouching in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She's just mm-hmm. that yeah. little bit higher yeah. when she's walking yeah. away. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. She's just the, yeah, the back's a little bit straighter. She's yeah. That's great. It's you the, can see see her growth in, in the last video she does where it's the mm-hmm. like the message to her future self. Yeah. And she's saying similar things to what she said before, like, oh, hope you're doing well. Um, have you got a boyfriend? But she's then adding, if you don't, that's all right. Like, you don't need to have this perfect life. It's fine if you're not doing as well as you thought you were going to do, which is like a huge growth from earlier. Major step, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and if it's not great now, it'll get better. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great way to look at it. Do you know what I found trippy about that box that she had? Mm-hmm. So if you go back, say, she's 13, if you go back to when she's, say, 9 or 10 or whatever it was when she mm-hmm. started, you the two biggest things you saw in there was a Justin Bieber card. Mm-hmm. You're like, yep, get that. Right. And SpongeBob. I was yep. like, yep, get that too. <laughs> <laughs> what you find out later is a USB stick. Yes. I didn't pick that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I, I like that it's not a complete change. You know, she, she makes another box and it's mm-hmm. still, still full of stuff. And then she gives another message to herself, what, four years, five years on. And it's not just a complete change. It's like everything is wonderful now. It's, you know, I learned some stuff, so will you. It's, it's pretty cool to be sending messages to yourself like that, asking questions you can't get an answer to. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. love the fact how she enjoy, how she wanted to light the fire. <laughs> and then yeah. the dad's outside there, and it was before they yeah. had that conversation, and he's like, what exactly are we doing? And she's like, we're just burning my hopes and dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, as long as this is a good thing for you, yes. then that's all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm, I'm lose his mind, it's, which is good. It, it's nice to see such like a a good single dad character. Like he's he's all he has is just like her best her best intention at, at heart. Yeah. yeah. He just mm-hmm. wants her to be happy. He he tries hard. He want he obviously can find it hard to relate or like say the right thing, but in his heart is he just wants what's best for her. Yeah. I, I like the fact we don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing about him whatsoever other than the fact that he's Kayla's dad. So you don't know what he does. You know, even there's the, the that scene where they're driving in the car, he's taking her to the mall, I think, where they're going to meet her, her new friends. And she's kind of telling him off. And you, you don't even see his, his facial expression. You know, it's, it's really funny. We're quite powerful at the same time. And they're thinking, and you have no idea how he's reacting to this because it's about her. And like he's, he's kind of, he's not, a, he's not a complete cipher, but he's, he, he's Kayla's dad. Yeah, you can sort of imagine the look on his face without yeah. even seeing it. Yeah. 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 It's one of the ones where I'm going, stop that. Leave him alone. Yeah. And, the, and again, yeah. just reset your brain and go, hang on. But that's, oh, I tell you, I don't like. You ever had that, Clayton? Oh, you yes. Had it? And, and that's the thing with this movie. I'm watching this going, yep, been there. Yep, been there. Yep. 
and that scene as well, wow. I'm like, yep, I've had that all the time. Like, why are you interested in what I'm doing on my phone? I'm like, I'm just trying to pay attention. Just try to understand what you're actually doing. You don't need to mm-hmm. do that. Stop talking to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I envy you. I'm glad that um, she was able to find the the high school girl Olivia, and that she turned out to be so nice. There was no like flip or yeah. anything of like yeah. oh, treating her poorly, bullying her. Obviously, there was only the the douchebag guy, but the girl and her friend and even the other guy were were quite good to her. Yeah, obviously, Olivia understood where she was coming from. She she knew to to try and stop the guys when they were talking about certain things because she knew how it would make her feel. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that she got there was like one good character in this movie that she could go to. Yeah, they found her that perfect person. I I loved mm-hmm. the, her, her ex, the expression on on Kayla's face through throughout almost all of that that whole sequence where she's at the high school, even when they're they're being paraded through the hallway, holding oh onto each other's shoulders. Like I, it was so what shit. Could not wrap my brain around that. But even then, she's looking around and just sort of just lapping it all up. That surely and does not I, happen, right? Like I get you I mean, get to go not. to high school and you get the whole experience prior to going, but you do not get marched down the hallway arm to arm. No, like and everybody I, looking at you and taking pictures and, and just looking yeah. at you really. Yeah. I don't know if on. it's a thing like, oh, we don't want to lose any of the kids, so we'll make them do like a conga line down the hall. <laughs> I hope it's not like that. Yeah. Fuck. How would we have felt at that age doing that kind of thing? Yeah. Come on, you just want the, the, oh. the ground open. You know what? And it's even worse now because of social media because people are just pulling their phones out, taking photos or just uploading the stream. It's just like, it's there forever. Hmm. Oh, God. Every, yeah, exactly. It'd be it's a there TikTok. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but she gets her day, you know, and then mm-hmm. she comes home and she says, okay, I'm going to take a, take a chance, get brave again, mm-hmm. text, text Olivia. And she says, yeah, look, we're going out. And even then, she kind of it's a minor, oh, minor reaction. anxiety attack at that point. Her reaction to that is just fantastic. She like and takes then, the headphones out. There's like going around the room, like hmm. oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. forget that she's what talking to her. She's like, oh, I've just got bad reception <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then her great day continues. And then the guy in the car. And then yeah, mm. that just, just sort it, of brings it, everything down. It but does yeah. exactly, and back to a, a kind of a reality and an awful one. Yeah. Yeah, hell of a thing. You know how you get to finish off with her and Gabe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Rick and Morty. It's Gab. Rick and Morty. Hey Brian, you know how you're saying She's... about the dad. Mm-hmm. I also love the fact about about the dad. You know how you're saying you only see him in limited spurts, and it's always to do with his daughter. I love the fact that while we understood that the the high school chick's mum had a thing for him. There, none of that was played into in the story. No, no, no. And it was great because you only see the yeah. dad mm-hmm. there when it's something to do with the daughter. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. not about anybody else. Mm. Not about the the dad and and the horrible girl's mum or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I really like that. Mm. So, yeah, quite a, quite a roller coaster of a movie. This one. There's the same moments where I was. Having trouble watching it, just looking at the screen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, purely because of, uh, again, not 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 be under- understanding how high school works or mm-hmm. sorry, middle school rather, and all mm-hmm. these things, and then just working way into the character. With definite moments where it's almost like the cheering at the screen, 
you know, mm-hmm. take the microphone. That whole sequence from, even though it starts in an awful place where she races up the stairs and is a bit with her dad and the voiceover and I'm not doing videos anymore, that mm-hmm. right to the end of the movie for mine, it was just, it's joyous. Mm-hmm. I loved all of that because it just, it just keeps kicking on. It's not all just per- perfection. She gets the message from Gabe and she answers it. And it switches between all of these things. And then when just that, that scene of just really tearing a strip off the two girls on their phones. Yes. And it just ends in a really, really cool way. And it's uplifting, <laughs> but it's not perfect. Do you know what I mean? It's, this, yep. it's, it's glorious. It really is. I love that. That's my favorite part of it was that right from there to the end. There's still more to come, but you're okay with what you've got at the moment. Yeah, Probably. exactly. This moment in time, eighth grade's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. What's next? Speaking of um, you, oh. you sorry, so you, you mentioned roller coasters. There was the one part that was that was really sad. I think it was in the video right after that, the the car scene, where she talks about how she's not doing the videos anymore. She's she's nervous all the time, and it's like yeah. being on a roller coaster. Yes. Before you get on, and it's just it's just butterflies all the time, mm-hmm. but she never gets that satisfaction of of the drop, the excitement. Mm-hmm. It's just butterflies. She doesn't get that payoff, which it's so sad that someone her age is having to go through something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and if you think that only that that person, you only see that person go through it, mm-hmm. hundred more at the same high school going through the exact same thing or something different or even something worse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy that, to think about. That's it. I mean, the girls with the phones. Don't know, we don't know what their deal is. Don't know what's happening there. Um, we can make it possibly a fair assumption. This may be wrong. That basketball boy is probably just what he's what he looks like. Yeah, you know even, the way he's behaving. That maybe that's him. Even with Don't. the the Manchester United jersey. I know, broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did horrified. you not like that? I was, I was horrified. <laughs> well, let's move on. Mm. Oh, okay. So, yeah. any other thoughts, guys? I, Anything else to bring up? Thanks for picking it. I'll tell you what. Thank you ah, for picking that. I thought that was, yeah. that was, a, yeah. that was a, a great movie I, I, to watch. I, thought it was, um, I, I genuinely didn't know what – It was all sorts of things. Yeah, I genuinely didn't know what everyone was going to think, but I thought we could <laughs> at least get a good conversation out of it. Yeah, Had you sure. seen this before? Yeah, I saw this um, at the movies when it came out. Um, I hadn't watched it again since, and I'd always thought about it. And Oh. Yeah, thought it might be a good one for the podcast. So this had a wide range of cinema release, yeah? Yeah. Um, well, it had what, just over 14 million um, oh. at the box office. So decent enough. Okay. And I guess a lot of that would be behind. I mean, Bo Burnham's got quite a big following as a comedian. I don't know if you've seen any of his specials there. No. Nah. They're really interesting. They're not like a traditional comedy show. It's a lot of music. He's he's a really talented guy. Um, he's had a Netflix special released a few months ago called Inside which I definitely recommend, yeah. especially since we're in lockdown because he made, he made the whole special like over a year of just him inside his house. Oh, while he was in lockdown. Yeah, while he was in lockdown. He, <laughs> he, he, he shot it all. He recorded all this music. And it's, it's yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's a an interesting special, but yeah, I think go to watch it. I, I put that on my watch list on Netflix mm-hmm. after I finished watching this. Yeah but purely just because he'd done it and I haven't watched anything about it because I didn't want to come into this with him in my head. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to sort of, you know, 
none of that that kind of filter of what's the director like or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pleased I did it. Now I'm very keen to go and, and see some more of his stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Also, um, this movie back in 2018, it was on um, Barack Obama's list of favorite films for the year. Wow. He, he, he does a list, I think, every year of his favorite films, and this was on there, so that was quite high praise. Big nod, yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen many movies, but um, the like the, the production house that put out this movie, A24, so they, they release all these films, and their, um, their list in the last few years is just incredible. So there's this, there's the, the Amy Winehouse documentary. Okay. They did uh, Ex Machina, uh, Room, uh, Moonlight, which won the Oscar that year. They've got like yeah. the Hereditary, um, Hereditary, The Witch, The Lighthouse. It's just great film after great wow, film. List, so I reckon, yeah. If you see A24, you know, it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Good to know. Some fantastic films. I haven't seen all of those, but the ones I've mm-hmm. seen, I loved. Ex yeah. Machina, The Lighthouse, um, mm-hmm. Room for sure. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Very cool. So do we want to wrap up with some final thoughts and do some thumb scores? If anyone's got anything else to say. I love this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think usually, I mean, I think you really like the room. That was like a, an action movie. But when I've put out the, this type of movie before, you haven't really liked it. So I'm, I'm glad I, I picked one that you you really enjoyed. <laughs> I think the reason I like it, so I love it, like I like it, love it, whatever, so much is because it is relatable. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I likewise. I loved this movie, um, mm-hmm. but oddly, I'm not sure that I could watch it again. Yeah, I, or, I can. Or, I can see I, that. I could watch it again quickly. Yeah, uh, it would be one. Yeah, I took a day, a day or two to, to run this one around in my brain, a little mm-hmm. bit like Mike said. You know, deciding what you thought of it. I knew, I knew that I liked it. I had to get a whole bunch of stuff in order to figure out what I was going to say about it because it's it's it kind of smacks you between the eyes this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But yeah. Um. All of the actors, fantastic job. I thought it was mm-hmm. just. And the, the way that it was directed, and so some stuff that, that really, really grabbed me yeah. about the way that he did it, like the scene, you know, things that could have gone been done one way and gone really over the top, but not at all. I thought some great subtlety in it. So nice, yeah. Cool. So um, I've got Mike's thumb score here. Um, I think it might be a bit lower than us. Um, he said he didn't think it was a bad movie, but he wouldn't rush to see it again, and he he gave one thumb. Okay. So, um, we respect that. We do. Yes, we re- respect Absolutely. that opinion, right? Yes. Opinion. He's allowed to have it. Yes. Exactly. Everybody gets an opinion, as Clayton right. says. So, uh, Brian, thumbs. Two. Nice. Two. Um, no question. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll go in for the two as well. Really enjoyed it. And Clayton. Oh, two. Doing? Two. Yeah, nice. but I, I want to say that I feel that if Mike was here, that he would have bumped it up to maybe one and a half because yeah, we would have seen him. him. Yeah, because yeah. he likes to do that. <laughs> changed my mind. I think we've all been You've there. changed my mind. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we've all done that at some point, though, right? All of us at so. one stage or another, we've come in here with an idea and gone, okay, all right, you changed my mind. No, does it that's always what, go up though? Does it sometimes go down? That's <laughs> why I don't do halves. I come into it as either one, zero, or two. Done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a man who knows his mind. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So stick to your principles. Um, Absolutely. I think so. What's that? Seven out of eight? 
And that again, that gives us the third uh, time in a row, 87.5% for this. Damn. What's that, what's that tied with? It's, uh, it's a few movies, I think. John Wick yeah, in yeah, Bruges, yeah. Uh, yep. John Carter, mm-hmm. Princess Mononoke. Yep. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and before that we weren't yeah we weren't counting. That's 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 right up there. Nice, legit, perfect, fully. Continue. So, um, I think um, that's about us for this episode. But next episode, oh, we um, did a poll, eh? We did, and um, I think Brian's gonna talk about that and um, see what we're gonna be watching next week or in next episode in two weeks time. We do indeed. Hey, Brian. Clayton. Do we know how many votes there were? Yes, yes. Oh, how many votes did, were there? Like so, over five. For people who don't know, set the scene. There was over it was over five. Yes, yeah. Four movies. There was over five votes in total, which was a win. Sweet. And bearing in mind again that we could not vote ourselves. I didn't uh, vote. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't vote either. Excellent. I just wanted to put it out there, just because somebody who isn't here may have thought that we may have voted, but. We didn't. Right. No, we, we respected the rules. Uh, thank you very much to the 90 people who voted. Damn! Uh, wow. Now, uh, polled for our second annual Heritage Film Club Halloween special, which uh, chose a movie <clears throat> and put it to the people, as they say. There was support for all of the four picks. Yes, I'm building this. Ooh. It, was very cl- it was a very close race. There was 2% in it from the- no the winning movie wow. to second place. Wow. And I do have to say though, that I am keen to watch all of these movies now mm-hmm. from the way that we've all described them. Next do you go last to top? The 24th. Do you want, do you want, do you want me to go last to top? Yeah, man. I want to see what everybody got. Come on. 90 votes. Let's oh, see it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you numbers though. Uh, no, that's fine. Numbers. That's fine. Just Okay. Okay. Coming, coming in fourth in our, in our poll with a vote on Twitter was Jacob's ladder. Mm-hmm. Coming in third was Arachnophobia. Oh, okay. Second, as I say, 2% in it. The Birds, Oh, that this time around for Halloween, we are watching The Omen. Nice. Oh, cool. The Omen. Looking forward to that. Yeah, and I still want to watch the other three. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe more picks later on. But, yes, that is our – last year we did Halloween for Halloween. Mm-hmm. This time we're doing The Omen, uh, directed by Richard Donner. And uh, Mike did ask me to point out as well, just to remind everybody that we're going to do this uh, same poll idea again for our Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so again, we'll be picking four movies, picking a movie each. I suppose we need to decide, well, it kind of helps to understand what an actual Christmas movie is. I could do with some suggestions mm-hmm. for Christmas movies. It's not really my, my area of expertise. But if anybody's got any Twitter comments, then feel free to tag us on Twitter at Heritage Film Pod with either what you think makes a Christmas movie or some suggestions for Christmas movies. And we'll come back in December. I'm waiting week. for the argument about Die Hard. I'm, I'm assuming that's the starting point. Yeah. Or do we just concede that? Well, yeah. we just we just assume that everybody knows that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and then we just need three other ones? Or what are we doing? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, I don't anyway. know. <laughs> So next time round, thank you to the ninety people. That's good level of votes. Enjoyed it. Was a bit nervous Mm, during the week. Thank you. "Mm, Where's this going to go? But here we are. Oh, so guess that leaves us with our social media. Give us a follow: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Heritage Film Pod. We have our two uh, Spotify playlists 
Heritage Film Club soundtrack, which is uh, songs from the movies we watched. And I think it's it's pretty obvious this week for an Oco Flow. Enya, don't think there's any other there's, sort of option. There's there? Of course there is. No, <laughs> I think it's just that. It's got to be Enya. And also we have our ultimate movie soundtrack, um, which is just songs that are iconic from movies. So go and give that a listen. Um, and then join us again next week for the Scaritage Film Club. We have our Halloween episode with The Omen. And a new host. <laughs> a new host, yes. Um, applications during the during the weeks. Send in your CVs, we'll go through them. And then, um, yeah, okay. new host. I'm, I'm waiting for the Bring Back Mike movement on Twitter, which clearly is going to kick off after this. It'll be, it'll be protests. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag Bring Back Mike. Bring back Mike. He's going to start his own podcast. Yeah, but he doesn't have your merchandising skills. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't have those. He doesn't. No. He'll probably yeah, just look, kick look out us all off. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. if he was ever going to do that, he'd have done it. It's going to be on one man. <laughs> He'll just replace us three. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're actually hearing any of this, and Mike hasn't cut it out in the edit, good man, Mike. Yeah, don't edit it, please. <laughs> we want applications to your Twitter. CVs and pics. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. Gucci. That's the end. Thanks for listening.